I'm more than positive that you are going to enjoy this podcast episode that I did with Jordan Schrader. Jordan is an entrepreneur of entrepreneurs. He's been creating businesses uh, for himself and creating wealth for himself. Obviously, with the hand of the Lord upon him to do it, he's lost everything and then rebuilt it, lost everything and rebuilt it. Got to check this out. We even share, what do you do if you only have a couple hundred bucks? What's the best thing you can do to help grow your business? That secret's towards the end of this podcast, so you got to listen all the way through. But do me a favor. Will you share this with somebody? Will you actually click subscribe for me? Click the subscribe button. I don't, whatever you're watching on, just click subscribe. So I think one of the biggest things that uh, people run into is, they feel like they have this call to business, but then they have like this, I don't want to call it like nagging side, but they have this, this thing that kind of, but I want to do ministry, but I'm called to ministry. And like even you and I were talking about that uh, over lunch just a, right. a few moments ago. And like just kind of some of what you were sharing was really encouraging to me, even yourself where you're like, you know, growing up as a, as a PK, a pastor's kid, and you're like, no, there's, there's you know, there's not a, I don't feel called to ministry, but yet because you were a PK, people tend to throw that attribute at you. Um, can you kind of go back into what it is that you were saying? Well, it, it's like we're, like you're saying is like you get, <clears throat> I was talking from an angle saying, hey man, you, you need to get away from ministry and go do a business because why do you think that that's not ministry? And then other people are telling me, or how I was explaining, other people have said to me over years, like, hey, man, you're, you're a pastor's kid. I love your entrepreneur spirit, but you need to do some ministry. And I'm like, but I thought I was doing ministry. <laughs> you know? right, and, right. you know, or, you know, I was telling you about some stories that of where, you know, I have asked the Lord throughout the day, like I don't ever wake up and say, I want to go do some ministry. I always say, what more in business can I do today? Because I thrive off of business. I thrive off of sales. I want to create new things or I want to help new people, you know. Um, and I don't have that pull, but I do have the pull from the standpoint of at the end of the day, there is still something that feels empty when you you know, I can do what it is that I love right. and go and sell some some jobs or sell whatever it is I'm selling for that day and or, or work really, really hard and put in a 10, 12 hour day doing construction with my guys and then still feel like, what the heck did I do today? You know, I did what I loved, but why why does the day still feel empty? I'm happily married. Yeah, I got I think, kids. I, I got business. You what, know, like which Jesus said. He said something to the effect of that. Like, remember when he was hungry, and the disciples like went to go get some food, and they come back, and they're like, and Jesus is no longer hungry, and he yeah. says, my my Father's will is nourishment, is food to me. There's something about doing like, you know the father's will that becomes nourishment to our bodies. And that, it kind of like sounds like what you're talking about in a sense. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. You know, uh, I'll repeat that story that I told is, is like even a couple weeks ago where I feel like <clears throat> I kind of lost my attention in a lot of transitions going in on, in on my life lately where I lost the focus of spending time with the Lord daily. I lost my focus of, 
you know, where is God today in this moment or today? Where, where the heck is he? Okay, I know he's with me, la, 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 la. But where is he operating? You know, yeah. where is he What's op- he doing? What is he doing today? You know, and, and through me. If I'm his vessel and I'm supposed to be a disciple and whatever, yes, I don't want to go preach from some pulpit, but like, what is he doing? And so in, in trying to regain that focus, a couple weeks back, I had a lady that was, uh, I, I was doing construction that day with my guys. I forget what we were building, but I was in my construction clothes, completely dirty, hot, tired at the end of the day. And we stopped at a gas station to get some Gatorades and, um, and uh, at the checkout counter, I walked up and, and the lady said, you know, oh, hey, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm on my way. You know, that's kind of like my saying lately is I'm on my way. You know, you don't know where you're going yeah. per se, but you're on your way. Yeah, there. I'm on my way, you know, because I, I kind of get sick and tired of, of like people lying. And they're, they're like, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm blessed, persecuted. Bullcrap. Shaken, not abandoned. Like they start quoting the song. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you're lying right now. So anyways, I, I refuse to lie on how I'm doing. But of course, I don't want to like scare people and be like, you know, I'm really having a crappy day today. I'm miserable. But uh, how are you? Anyway, so I said, I said, yeah, I said, I'm on my way. And she goes, well, that's good. And I said, how are you doing? And she goes, well, I'm doing really good. And she kind of was perky about it. And it, you could see like it really was authentic. And I, boom, I got that little drop in my spirit like, yeah, she, she really is doing good. Yeah. And so I responded to her, and her name was Mary. And I said, Mary, you are doing good today, aren't you? And she goes, yes, I am. And I'm like, okay. And then she looked at me, and she goes, are you a doctor? And I'm like, wait a second. Where the heck did that come from? I'm covered in dirt right now. <laughs> I'm a doctor of dirt. You know, so, and you could say, I mean, honestly, the way she said it, she was serious, but she was sarcastic at the same time. And it was one of those pitches, and I'm like, okay, that was the Lord, so now what am I going to do? And I was like, no, I'm not, but I can pray for you what's wrong. And she goes, well, and, and as she starts to talk, she turns around and she goes, my shoulders and back are kind of hurting. Can you massage me? And I'm like, now, granted... I'm a 36-year-old guy. Now, this was an older lady. Still was a little weird, but it was okay. But I'm thinking, this is getting really weird really quick. And <laughs> most things with the Lord. Like, you can imagine living in, like, at that time with Jesus, and Jesus like, you know, like, think about, like, the story of Lazarus. Like, everybody's with him, and he's, he's, not, he's not dead. He's just asleep. He's taking a long nap. And yeah. Just roll away the rock, you know? I... I so you're saying you're you're so you're uh, giving grandma a massage? Okay, yeah. So she turns around and uh, literally just turned. I mean, like had full expectation that I'm going to do this, and I'm like, okay, I'm going for it. So I literally reached across that counter and start massaging her shoulders, and I said, I'm going to pray for you, and she's like, absolutely. And so I just prayed a little 30 second simple prayer to God touch your shoulders. Now, was there anyone else like in the Oh, yeah. There's a couple people in line, you know, people walking in and out. And, you know, of course, the register's like right there. So, but I, you know, once you're in the moment, yes, you're thinking about it. Like I'm embarrassing myself, but like, yeah, you, you do. You get, I was totally focused on it. It was pretty much afterwards when I'm like walking out of the store and then I'm kind of turning around looking going like, okay, everybody's looking at me. That's kind of weird. So, but 
I, I love that because it's like, it's not like you sought out to do ministry. You just made yourself available. Yeah, available. To the Lord. And, you know, which is like, we see like, Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing and only said what he heard the Father saying. And so you just made yourself available to whatever the Lord was doing and saying in that moment. And it wasn't like God said, pray for her shoulders. You didn't get a word of knowledge. She she gave she gave it over herself. Oh Take, yeah. My shoulders hurt. Can you can you give me a massage? Yeah, I was just the vessel. Yeah. I was just available to do the stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. And he, I mean here, you know, I was thinking about on the way as we were coming back here to record this. What if Apostle Paul got his ministry opportunity by being a by his tent making business? What if, like, his ministry moments, what you read about is actually just the things that happened? Because you only hear like one or two lines about him being a tent maker. That's yeah. about it. But what if it was like. He got hired to go to Rome to make a tent for something. Yeah. And then, then happened to be ministering, and that's what he recorded. Oh, absolutely. I, that has to be what happened, because he was, he was all over the place. We know that. Mm-hmm. We know he was in different locations. He didn't have a website. He didn't have no. a Facebook page or a Facebook group. So he wasn't doing, you know, like, you know, you know he didn't have a click tunnel. Click funnel. Click funnel, yeah. He didn't have a funnel of clicks. Um, you know, so he didn't have like an avenue that he was gaining business from, so, yeah. you know, and so like, I just think about like, what are the possibilities? And that's kind of like the audience space that I, you know, I hope the podcast reach out, like, I hope it reaches everybody and people like it. But like, the idea is these people that are out there wanting to somewhere be in ministry and business and that. You know, it always gets weird for, I think, for some people because they're like, I'm a Christian business or I'm like, well, are you just a business with Christian morals? Like, I look at it this way. I'm like, when I'm looking for something, someone to do something for me, I'm not concerned about if they're a Christian or not. I'm like, do you do the job well? Are you priced fairly? And if you're not priced fairly, you're more. Why are you worth more than the other people? Like, you know. Yeah, well, and I just think, I think... My argument, circling back to our conversation at the restaurant, was, and, and, and this could just be my own personal argument, or it could be what the Lord's saying right now. You can take it for whatever you want. But my personal argument right now is that God needs more people in the marketplace. Wow. You know, everybody becomes a Christian, and then they want to preach and disciple and work at the local nonprofit or work at the church or be in children's ministry or youth ministry or outreach ministry. I've never met anyone that wanted to be in children's ministry. Well, I've met a, I've met a, met a couple. Yeah. Um, but you know, the point, the point is, is people want to do some type of business or, or not. Well, yeah. Business slash job slash, daily activity of what we want to label as ministry, mm-hmm. right? What, what supposedly looks like ministry, which is basically within the four walls of the church, you right. know, or if it's not in the four walls, it's, you know, feeding the hungry, clothing the na- naked and going to Africa to, you know, build an orphanage, you know, or whatever, right? Right. It's, you know, some sort of overseas mission or even in-house mission. Or maybe I'm the next 
evangelist to the local street corner in in you know the ghetto you know whatever we want to label ministry but the bottom line is is middle class people and upper middle class people and rich people and mega rich people all need jesus too yeah people that don't need to be fed people that don't need to be clothed People that don't need you to give them a job. People that don't need you to rescue them in the sense of giving them some housing or whatever. There's people that are divorced and bankrupt and broken and unhealthy. And, you know, relationships are in a jam and their car just broke down. And that was the fifth thing that happened this week. And they just need encouragement. Yeah. And we can do that if we are physically in the marketplace, whatever you want to call that but physically in the marketplace and in front of people. Yeah. And that's that's my argument is like there needs to be more people in business. I think one of the things that me and you talked about that I argued with you with is you're like, you know, I feel like this struggle, you know, you're you're moving in your social media and and coaching uh, business. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, but you're like, well, but I feel this pull from – you know, doing it with the ministry. And I said, and no offense to any ministry people listening to this, but I said, well, guess what? They don't want to pay anything. They don't have any money to pay anything. And, you know, and they just want everything for nothing. And they have a very entitlement mentality. And, and I know, and that's a general statement. I don't mean that for everybody. It's a general statement. But I said, Wes, why don't you just focus on taking those skills and abilities that you have done in ministry and just reverse engineering it into the marketplace. I, I said, I'd rather see you working with the to- polar opposite, you know, as long as it's ethical and moral, but the polar opposite of not being working with a ministry person or whatever. And is that not ministry? You know, and you're like, well, but I want to raise people up. I'm like, it, it, are we not doing ministry right now? You yeah, know, we're that, right. And it kind of stopped me right in my tracks. It made me think on a different perspective, on a different line uh, of thought and thinking more of like, yeah, it, you know, this is what's happening. And it's part of, I think, re- redefining what ministry is. Yeah, because, I mean, we were sitting there and it was an equal conversation as far as you encouraging me and me encouraging you in the different aspects that we're doing. Like, I have more experience on the entrepreneur side. And then I was sitting there talking to you about the prophetic and dreams and and visions and stuff. And it's like, but all of that can be applied in the marketplace. And I'm like, okay, Wes, why can't you focus on your business and get that going where you're super successful? And then you turn around and raise up other people in business or donate your time to the church or whatever ministry in the skill that you have now perfected as an absolute professional in that field, now just give it away. Because what's the use in argument over money anyways? When they're not going to pay you what you're worth, you might as well just give it to them and let it be a seed, you know? Yeah, no. And I think that's, uh, I mean, in fair, you know, I think it's, I've talked to different, you know, ministries and stuff like that because they're like, well, you know, as far as consulting and stuff like that, you know, they're, well, why would I pay you? You're just going to tell me what to do. And they're like, can't I just pay you to do the work? And I'm like, you could, but all right, hire me to do the work. Now tell me what you want me to do. Uh, 
well, what is it that you, whatever it is you do, you don't know what to tell me to do. That's why you need, you need somebody in your organization that can say, hey, this is how you're going to effectively reach people. You know, in, in a modern day, because we're we're beyond mailing lists and email lists right now. Yeah. You know, like where I think the average nonprofit uh, email open rate is like on a good day, you know, sixteen percent. Oh, I'd be, I'd be I'd be surprised to see anywhere even half that number. Yeah. It all depends on your catch on your title. Yeah, yeah. You know, if your title's catchy, I think one of the most successful email ministries that are out there, the reason why they have a higher open rate than than that. Is and there's still not much higher. It's like twenty percent, I think. It's just because they're redistributing other people's content. Yeah. You know, um, which is like no more different than a news site, but they're just a you know Christian faith-based organization. And so, but you know, I uh, I think we are in a day and age where people are trying to figure out how to. You know, it's not having two masters, but like, what do you do? How do you, how do you step out into? I think we're about to come into a strong entrepreneur uh, movement in the body of Christ. Actually, well, yeah. I mean, look, uh, just today, I was asking the Lord on certain advertising decisions that I was going to make, and somebody might say, "Well, that's stupid." Doesn't the Lord know that you need to do advertising to get business? Well, sure, He does. But that doesn't mean that you need to preset your budget or your expectations from a certain source. He could be telling me, no, stay away from this certain source because that source is going to waste my money or it's not going to be as effective as another source. Because like, I'll give an example. I mean, this is real world right now. So I just moved from South Carolina to Shreveport, LA. And if you're listening to this, this is Thursday, September 26, 2019. Okay, so six weeks ago I moved. I I been here a couple weeks. Took me a couple weeks. I got everything legalized. I've been having to come back and forth between the two things, and um, I wanted to get SEO running to the site and search engine optimization. But the thing with SEO is, if anybody knows about that, that is a long term play. It is a long term investment. It is a lot of work with a little reward in a long-term period of time, but then in the long-term, it's a big reward for a little bit of money. But if you're just starting out in business, guess what? You need business win today, right now, Yesterday, right? So I don't need to get SEO. I don't need to even maybe even skip over like running PPC ads or Facebook ads direct to my website or directly to my... What I come across often is people that, oh, I'm really good at marketing. You say PPC. Yeah, paperclip. So paperclip marketing, which would be your Google AdWords, yeah. you know, driving traffic under a specific category. Facebook or something. paperclip too. Yeah, and Facebook. Yeah, you'd be your Facebook ads and whatnot. So, but I might not even need to skip over that. I need to go right to a third-party source who has an established reputation, an established marketing strategy, and yes, they're going to make money on me, and, and I'm buying the leads from them, and yes, I could essentially probably even go do what they're doing, but it would cost me more and it would take more time. So when you're new in business, for example, the, the business that I'm doing here is some, some construction, I'm going to use sites like HomeAdvisor, CraftJack, Porch, Home Depot, you know, whatever. Construction third-party sites that already have that established online presence. They already have Facebook leads. They already have PPC. They already have SEO. 
they're way ahead of the game of me, and they're spending millions of dollars to Until do it. Until one monster, one giant monster comes into the equation and says, that's cute. We run the world already. Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that right now, but uh, that... Uh, yeah, anyway. we're working on that one. Uh, <laughs> Don't give away my secret, man. <laughs> but I still, they're listening over there. I know. <laughs> well, they probably are listening. <laughs> but, like, we got them. <laughs> and if you can get that uh, joke right there, then you can have the secret. Right. But yeah, I think that the point is, is like, I did listen to the Lord and I had a meeting literally this morning. I've been searching out for a couple of days on what I wanted to do SEO wise. And then I finally had a meeting this morning. And then while I'm, while the person is literally delivering like the thing and I'm ready to say, yes, yes, yes. I'm hearing no, no, no. And I'm literally getting that gut check. Like I don't, this is the right move. It's the wrong time. Yeah. And that's where in business you're still operating with the Lord. Now I'll be the first to tell you, I have screwed that part up so many times. It's not even funny. I have chased bunny trails. I have done the wrong marketing, the wrong products, the wrong sales, this, the wrong CRM, that the hired the wrong person and all that. And are you still going to do that? And, and, you know, even if you're following the Lord and asking him for every little single turn, yeah, because you're going to just screw up hearing from him because our own emotions and our own selfish desires get in the way. But the point is to just simply ask. You've got to ask. And I believe that he honors that, that if you genuinely say, Lord, should I do SEO starting today? Or Lord, should I do this starting today? Whatever it is, get a billboard, blah, 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 blah. You know, it could be any aspect of your business. It doesn't have to be marketing. But that was what my thing was today. Today, that was a decision that I had to make. And I needed to know right what right decision I made because I have no time to waste and I have no money to waste. I don't have the business that I had three or four years ago where we can throw thousands of dollars or even tens of thousands of dollars at an idea to see if it sticks. Yeah. Or what somebody else said was good or what the internet gave the highest ratings on. No, I need to know what the Holy Spirit says so that I can get to work tomorrow. You know, and I can get money by the end of the week or the end of the month or whatever the case might be. Because you have staff, you have kids, you have a wife, like you have you have a you have a home over in Myrtle Beach that you're still trying to sell. <laughs> I mean, you got I'm running here. two houses right now. You know, you, got, you, got, you know, most people are trying to sustain one, or you know, some fraction thereof. If they're married, you know, they're like maybe both people are working, and you know, and so. Uh, which I, I super appreciate you joining and just kind of sharing your heart on this. What would you uh, say, like the average person, the person that maybe doesn't, you know, say if they had 500 bucks and they're like, I can put this towards a, a business idea or if I have a small business, I have like 500 bucks I can mess with. Like, what would... Because you've done several successful businesses and things of that nature. Like, what would you put that into? Oh, easy. Investing in yourself. So if, you, if you've only got 500 bucks and you're wanting to start a business, now, of course, we're getting into the day and age of all these online businesses and social media marketing businesses and whatnot. But there's so many, you know, that you can get into for a few hundred dollars, if, if, if even that, right? But... For 500 bucks, 
pick where you the direction you think you want to go in business, whether that's some sort of service business, whether that is um, you know a boutique style business, a storefront, retail chain, uh, a restaurant, uh, you know whatever, whatever the business is, the business style, and that's where you really, really want to go. Then take that five hundred bucks and buy every freaking book, or or watch every you know that has to do with that specific genre. Okay, watch every YouTube video that you can. Google everything that you can in regards to that. Now, of course, that part's free. And then, if there is a product that is a mentorship, I'll teach you type, you know, thing reputable, reputable. In that in that genre, not, not the one-off Facebook ad that you saw at three in the morning because you couldn't fall asleep and you're scrolling through. Yeah, but like a red. And, well, and that might not be bad, but most of the time, yeah, you're gonna it, make an you're gonna make a poor decision on that. But I mean, you know, some type of coaching or mentoring ship that is specifically tailored to what you want to pursue. And but the, and I'll say this, Wes. I think this is really important because I one of one of the guys that I am actively coaching right now. I said to him this the other day because he knows all about this this one area that he's moving in. And the reason I'm not using specific terms is because whoever might be listening to this, I don't want you to get dialed into one particular thing because you don't work in the fields I do or the people that I talk to. But this one person that was going into a certain field knows a lot about it. Right. A lot. Been doing it for years. I want to say 10 plus years. Okay. And I said, um, oh, and on this particular one, we will use this. Okay. I'll just say what it is. So on this, because uh, there was two different guys, but this one was sim- simple, simple service job, painting, right? Mm-hmm. Painting. The guy knows painting. He's been painting for years. And I said, okay, go do this. He's, and he was talking about, well, he was sticking around with this one older dude because he was going to take over the business with him. I said, that's cool, man. I said, um, so you know how to paint this. You know how to paint that. He was telling me all about the different paints. And he was educating me on different techniques and how you do it and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, it really sounded like he was really educated about it. He's a dude that I would hire. Right. Here's the problem. He couldn't tell me what a CRM was. He couldn't tell me anything to do with marketing or how he was going to get the business. People are just going to somehow miraculously call him. He could not even tell me anything about accounting. You know, I just started going down the list of what every single business needs from the basic back end. And he couldn't tell me any of it. And so what I would say is if, if you're in that position where you know a lot, about whatever business you're in or whatever business you're thinking about doing, but you don't know how to support that business and how to get more business, then that's the part you need to learn desperately. Because if you can learn that part, you can do any business, whether you like it, know it or not. Like I'm confident enough right now, you could throw me in almost, I'll say almost any business, okay? Almost any business within reason, okay? And I will know the basic foundational nuts and bolts on how to run that business 
whether I know how to do the actual activity that that business does or not is irregardless because I could hire people to do that part. Right. Right. You got to know how to get more business and how to run that business. Now, let me go a step further. If you don't know how to sell, you will never have any business. You don't need to be the best salesman on the planet. You don't need to be the number one guy in the office, but you need to know the basic fundamentals. I get that that's not everybody's personality. I get that not everybody can do copywriting or email campaigns or know about marketing or whatever. That's fine. But the foundations of getting a business off the ground is always sales. And you've got to fundamentally know how to sell on some level at least enough to tell somebody else what to do. Yeah. You know, and again, you, you know, and then you, and then what you do is you get to a point that you just hire somebody that's better than you are. You know, I, I remember Warren Buffett said that one time and I don't really follow Warren a lot, but I do like him. Maybe I should listen to him more, but you know, the couple things that he said that have always stuck to me is he said, look, I hire people that are better than me and I, I hire people that are the best at what they do for what I need. He said, I don't care that they're better than me. I want them to be better than me because I don't want to do that job. And then number two is he said, I'd rather have the effort, 1% of the efforts of 100 men than 100% of the efforts of myself. And I, I won't, that's a whole nother conversation, but those two things have stuck with me as far as per perspective on business. Yeah, and I think those are important. I know you need to get going here. Um, I just want to, again, thank you so much for just dropping some knowledge uh, sharing some wisdom about this, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, I used to actually work for Warren. Really? I, I worked for Geico. Okay. okay. Berkshire Hathaway owns Geico, and uh, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, he, he, the main thing he actually taught is when you were an employee, you had no choice but to be in the four hundred one k program, and yeah. they match you dollar for dollar. Yeah, that's good. So he's forcing you to invest. <laughs> into himself. In, yeah. Into yourself and yeah. into Berkshire Hathaway. Um, but Geico is also the only insurance company that uh, all that their profits, actually, they make profit on insurance. Most insurance companies make their money off of their investments. Yeah. And they're the one of the few that actually make a profit off of insurance. Um just by through the way that they do. I mean, you're talking about a guy that everywhere he goes, he he makes sure that he's eating and drinking his products. Yeah. The guy orders Dairy Queen and Coke everywhere he goes. <laughs> well, I, w I would just say, again, going back to that number one question as we close out, where do you invest? And the answer is in yourself. I mean, I personally, uh, to the point my wife gets upset with me and I do have to be very careful when and how I do it, but I personally Google stuff and watch YouTube videos or videos from wherever all, literally on a daily basis. Like there's going to be something. I mean, there might be a day or two here and there I go without doing that. But on some type of level, whether it's 10 minutes or, or, or two hours, I am watching something to do with either going into business, doing business, being encouraged. Or, or, or more specifically learning something very specific in my field on how to do something better, faster, cheaper, you know? Yeah. And, and that's a daily thing. There's um, so many free resources out there. There is. Uh, totally. Mean, and you, don't, you really almost don't even have to spend the 500 bucks. But what I'm saying is 
spend a couple hundred bucks just in used books. I mean, used, or I mean, you can, or, or an new, aud- an audible, or right? audible. Yeah, man. Like time is like audio is passive. Uh, uh, hey, I'll give a free uh, resource right now. Um, or sorry, it's not a free resource, but free from me to you. And I don't, we, I don't make nothing on this, but I would encourage everybody to get a, a membership to Mentor Box. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say I pay eight bucks a month or twenty bucks a month or something like that. Mentor Box is a business and entrepreneurial encouragement um, book membership where the authors and everything breaks everything down and shortens the book and gives you all the key points and whatever. That'd be a great, uh, great thing to invest in yourself and to start with. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, again, Jordan, thank you so much. Uh, super appreciate it. And uh, if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe. Tell someone about this. And most importantly, take something from this and go do it. Imperfect action is better than no action at all. Massive action. <laughs>